It's raining plastics. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Recently, it's been raining and snowing so much in Colorado that for the first time in years, the entire state is drought-free. Many probably didn't expect so much precipitation, and it's certain people did not expect what may have come down in those raindrops— plastics. As explained by Circle of Blue, a USGS scientist who was looking for fragments of metal or coal that might explain how nitrogen was polluting Rocky Mountain National Park instead found plastics in rain samples. The USGS study showed that 90 percent of rain samples from the Denver Boulder area contained tiny plastics that were visible only through magnification. Even samples taken at Rocky Mountain National Park, about 70 miles northwest of Denver and 5,000 feet higher, had the plastics. How did they get there? Austin Baldwin, one of the co-authors of the study, theorized that the tiny particles could be released into the air from drying synthetic clothes or even laundry water. It also might come from the degradation of auto and truck tires, but Baldwin told Circle of Blue, right now, there are more questions than answers. Have you been wondering about dates on food that use terms like use before or sell by? Those labels can be confusing and lead some to toss out perfectly good food that they believe is no longer edible. The Food and Drug Administration agreed that the labels aren't helpful and it now favors a single designation, best if used by. That new term doesn't mean food is unsafe to eat, only that the quality isn't as good after that date. If put into practice, the new label could help reduce the huge problem of food waste. Most discarded food in North America goes into landfills, which contaminate groundwater and emit methane, a powerful greenhouse gas. The average person tosses about 900 pounds of food per year. But a new technology developed by researchers at Waterloo University in Ontario might be able to turn that food waste into a source of energy by mixing it with a microbial cocktail. The process uses natural fermentation to make a biodegradable chemical which has numerous potential uses such as a substitute for petroleum or crude oil. The scientists hope to commercialize the technique within four or five years. After wildfires in California, the U.S. Forest Service partners with private logging companies to clear away burned trees based on the rationale that dead trees become piles of fuel for the next fire. The agency says that leaving piles of burned bark in the forest can fuel wildfires so hot that trees can no longer grow in the charred soil. However, nearly 300 scientists from across the country believe that post-fire logging contributes to faster and more devastating wildfires. Dr. Chad Hansen, a forest and fire ecologist, told NBC that post-fire logging is based on a dangerous falsehood, and he joined the other scientists who wrote to Congress, urging them to scale back the practice. Hansen said that what they're removing just doesn't burn, and instead, allowing the dead trees to fall and rot creates a natural fire barrier that soaks up and retains huge amounts of soil moisture, acting like giant sponges instead of fuel. The burned trees are also a favorite place for insects and birds. 
The traditional ways of dealing with a body after death have been burial or cremation, but now a new method based upon how dead livestock are handled has just been approved by the state of Washington. Human composting is remarkably straightforward, as Business Insider reports. After a person dies, the immune system stops working and decay begins almost immediately as bacteria start to decompose the body. A process has been developed by a firm called Recompose, which would place a body in a vessel with wood chips, alfalfa, and straw, where it would break down in three to seven weeks. Compared to cremation, recomposition uses about one-eighth the energy and saves a metric ton of carbon dioxide from being emitted. Caskets used in traditional burials can leach metal and toxins into cemetery soils. Human composting yields a dry, fluffy soil that families can use in their gardens just like a bag of topsoil from a nursery. And the charge for body composting is about $5,500, which is a bit more than cremation, but less than burial in a casket. And finally, Memorial Day weekend officially kicks off summer, and many people gather in parks for barbecues or picnics. While parks offer a respite from concrete and asphalt, for many city planners, they're becoming a powerful tool against the impacts of climate change. That's according to the nonprofit Trust for Public Land, which says green spaces can help mitigate effects from global warming, such as flooding, intense heat, sea level rise, and poor air quality. And it's not just about trees offering shade. Green spaces can help sequester carbon and support lifestyles that reduce fossil fuel use by making it easier for people to get around without cars. Also, new landscape design, known as green infrastructure, allows parks to be inviting spaces and manage stormwater runoff by keeping pollutants out of waterways as weather becomes more extreme. The good news is parks are growing in number and more people have access. The Trust released its 2019 Park Index last week that evaluates the nation's top 100 cities and their parks. One of the report's criteria that's becoming increasingly important is the percent of residents who are within a 10-minute walk of a park. In the latest survey, the number of people who have a short walk to a park has increased. U.S. News reports that the trust describes a race among cities to see who can be the greenest as they view parks not only as attractive and a public health asset, but also as a way to adapt to climate change. If the trend continues, fighting the climate crisis for cities could be a walk in the park. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.